Thanks for taking a moment out of your time to listen to Discussing Who. Want more comic book-related content? Then check out the Discussing Who YouTube channel. It's all about discussing comics. Visit youtube.discussingwho.com and subscribe. Again, you can go there easily, youtube.discussingwho.com. And now, on with the show. From the very start, they hunted us. Controlled us. Used us. Betrayed us. But they could not break us. Because we found each other. We came to love each other. Joined together. And vowed to protect each other. Now we fight. To decide our destinies. To control our bodies. To love whom we choose. To live our lives. Don't move. Now we fight for my babies, for my sisters, for the family we've chosen, for all freedom. I'll kill you, Vincent. Together we fight with everything we've got and everything to lose. I don't feel her anymore. But a new future can't take away my humanity. Together we fight until the end. Together. Together we are one. We are one. We are one. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. I am Kyle Jones, and this episode we are going to be talking about Orphan Black. As everyone knows, it is in its final season, so we're going to take a look back on the first four seasons. And who is the we? Well, again, I'm Kyle Jones, and joining with me on this show is Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. I've just watched the latest episode of uh, Orphan Black, which is um, interesting, to say the least. We've only got, I think, <laughs> two more episodes left, and so I wanted to you know, be caught up. I know you've not watched the fifth season, so anybody that's listening, if you are a fan of Orphan Black and, of course, know that this is in the last season – we are not going to be discussing anything that's happening in this current season. We're only going to be talking about what's happened in series one or seasons one through four and mainly focusing on the sisters or the clones themselves. So I guess there's really no spoilers unless you've um, yeah. unless you've not watched Orphan Black at all. Yeah, one through four. If you have haven't seen one through four, there'll be spoilers, but uh, we won't be again. Like Kyle just said, none of this current season. Since I haven't watched it either, so uh, yeah, no spoilers on that. No spoilers. But what we will do is the way we're going to do this is uh, once Clarence gets caught up on this uh, season, and probably within the next hopefully couple of weeks, we can talk about the finale of the series, not a season, the series finale and uh, follow up on this particular episode. So let's go back, I guess, about four or five years to 2012 when um, 
I was sitting on the couch watching Doctor Who, and it said, uh, you know, premiering next uh, Orphan Black. And uh, quite honestly, I accidentally recorded it. I didn't mean to record it. Glad that I did, but um, let me ask you, how did you find out about Orphan Black, and how did you, you know, start watching? You know what? I can't remember if it was you that suggested it to me or if it was some other podcast or something. I may have heard about it on a podcast, to be honest. But it seems like I talked about it with you early on. Yeah, I think so, too. And, uh, you know, I remember watching it and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'd gotten up early one morning and I was like, okay, I recorded this and I started watching it. And it was one of those things. This was probably... Well, I had an iPad at the time, but it was not where you're sitting there halfway watching TV and uh, halfway, you know, doing something else. I mean, I really, you know, got hooked on that first episode. Didn't realize it was clones. Didn't realize that was what was going (laughs) on. I just remember seeing uh, Sarah and I'm like, okay, you know, mm, this kind of looks interesting. And then she walks up onto the... uh, subway and then we see beth and i'm thinking oh well she has a long lost twin sister and immediately i think this whole series is going to be about nothing more than her taking over her twin sister's life oh boy so So much more than that so what did you think in the very first um season where you see you know those things slowly start to you know come especially in that first episode what what were your initial thoughts yeah, I think the shock and surprise of the first season, uh, I don't know if we want to get into um, the the clones and this one actor playing oh, these multiple yeah, sure. personalities, but that alone is a, not even a premise or not even a story or narrative. It is a thing that would instantly made me want to engage and watch the series and to see like the acting ability of i think it's tatiana maslani yes to, to see her acting ability to pull off these different characters who um, we find out are clones and just be totally different in her mannerisms and um cadence and tone is man, it's just kind of a a thing to behold into itself. Forgetting the story, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because here, here's the thing. Before we get into talking about each of the clones, or let's just call them the sisters or the sestras, as uh, Helena would say. Um, <laughs> oh, Helena. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the thing that got me uh, with her acting ability. Let's take Rachel for a moment. When okay. Rachel was first introduced, and believe it or not, I mean, you, some people may say, oh, well, that was obvious. But just as I did not know that Mr. Razor, uh, spoiler, uh, if, you ha- if you've not watched season uh, 10 of Doctor Who, spoiler alert. But uh, I did not know, well, I guess I won't reveal it, but Mr. Razor was who <laughs> Mr. Razor was. But, so I didn't get that. So the whole first arc of um, Rachel I did not know that that was a clone at first. Well, you know what, Cal? I li- I kind of liking this into um, different girls I've known over the years, and it's something about a girl's hairstyle or a woman's hairstyle, I should say. They could change it just enough that they look like a totally different person. I've seen this happen so many times, especially people I've known. They just totally change their hairstyle, and you know, you kind of know who it is, but they just look 
like transform under into a different person just because they have this different hairstyle, different type makeup, blah, blah, blah. And it's used to great effect in this series. Um, if it was a guy, I don't think they could have pulled off the same type of different personas mm. as they have with, uh, with, with Tatiana. You know, uh, you go back. This is a technique that's been used in television for generations. You go back to uh, – I'll, I'll use two different examples. Uh, two, well, two of my one example will be uh, television comedies in the U.S., which were Bewitched and uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Both of them had – one had a cousin, one had a sister, and uh, all they did was have them act a little bit differently and put on a black wig. So you had blonde, <laughs> and you put on a black wig, and that's supposed to be totally transforming. On another uh, way that they've done it, it was in soap operas. You always had the evil twin. You know, you had the person yeah. – uh, and. Uh, I was a big fan of the soap opera Another World and various actresses over the years uh, that these two characters were on there portrayed Marley and Victoria. They were two sisters, but it was exactly what you just said, a little bit of changing the hair or putting on more makeup or changing the clothes. And it was, um, you know, supposed to be two different people. The interesting thing that I found about Orphan Black was how technology has changed. And, and what I mean by that is I can remember, uh, especially like a, in the Another World examples, if the two sisters were in the same room together, and even if they were having a scene with each other, if one were sitting on a couch, they would be on the opposite ends of each other <laughs> so that yeah. they could, you know, split the screen, you know, split the film. But with Orphan Black, you had them touching each other. You had them like face to face, you know, like holding hands or, or whatever that, uh, the technicalness of that was to me amazing. Yeah. Now I know she has a body double that's, you know, similar size and stature that she is. And I don't know if they go into computer overlay or do they shoot the same scene with them switched out? I'm not sure which they do. Probably the latter, since that's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I yeah, think it, I, I think it's you know if they do you know if it's two scenes, one would say if it's a scene with you know uh, say Helena and Sarah, I'm thinking one is one and one is the other, and they just shoot it twice. Yeah. So um, again, hats off to to uh, the actor there for doing double work or triple work or quadruple work. Our <laughs> dozens of work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the one scene, I think this is at the end of season three, where they're all, like, dancing yes. in uh, Faye's apartment. And this is like, they're just, you know, the camera's panning around. They're all just standing there dancing. And, you know, just technically seems like a hard thing to do, but they pull it off. Yeah. I, and, you know, when you're when you're reminding me of that one, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, how many body doubles did they have for that scene? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, another interesting thing when, while we're talking about them as opposed to um, getting into the um, actual story of the clones is I read somewhere one time that the way she got into sync with the different characters, because they were saying, how do you play this many people at, you know, one time? And it has to do with music. 
meaning depending on who that character was before she would go and read the lines or you know portray that character she would listen to certain music that she thought identified with uh-huh. you know whoever maybe sarah was more of a grunge maybe um you know i could see um you know i could see something new age for uh Kasima, you know and of course i could see something classic maybe for um you know allison yeah. so I, you know to kind of get into the mindset of which which version that she was playing now there is a video i saw i don't know if it was e3 or comic-con it was, it was something from a video i saw online where she was like going through a bunch of different voices it was fantastic to behold <laughs> and that, that the range of that actor is just something that's that's stunning and they've been or she's been they've been having this plea for several years to get her to get some award i can't remember which award it was but i think she finally got she yeah. got nominated every year she got nominated every year and i think it was an emmy she did she had because because that's basically the television version of the academy award so ah. uh and she finally did win the emmy i believe yes very deserving very right. deserving. i mean the the simple fact of you are playing you know i mean more than five but five primary characters on the same show at the same time you know not multiple personalities five distinct visually distinct characters yes yes and just the acting man is so good so good man so uh, let's talk about a little of the story you mentioned beth and um at, at the very beginning we get kind of a semi shot in the arm when we see what happens to Beth in the very first episode. I want to ask you, what do you think about how the story has progressed? Cause from what started at a very, as a very simple premise has kind of ballooned in a thousand different directions. And that is probably my biggest problem with the show. Cause it seems like they lost their way a bit by trying to retcon some things or go into the past and explain some things. They made the show just so immensely confusing. Like the, at the end of the third season and, and it, well into the fourth, I was like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, in the, at the very beginning, it was more about, in my opinion, understanding who they are and where they came from. And and I know you 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 had that even into what you just said, but 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 I think it got too convoluted or too 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 deep into it, and 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 I think it lost its lost its way some, um, you know. Because yeah, I went, go ahead. No, no, was, yeah, and, and deep isn't a bad thing. I, I don't want to just you know harp on it being deep, but deep and confusing. It's kind of the problem I have with the recent uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies. They look pretty. They look awesome. But I don't know what the heck is going on. Okay. You know, okay, so I'm sitting here thinking about, about when did I lose interest. And it was probably somewhere between the third and into the fourth. I mean, the fourth season, I recorded them and then had to go back after the fourth season was over and watch them all say maybe even months later that I'd kept them recorded and went back and watched because they just had lost that, ooh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen factor. 
Yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, and I think that was when they, um, you know, they, whenever it got confusing and, and to, you know, to trying to, trying to interweave it too much was when they were, you know, said, okay, well, not only were there the Lita clones, which were the female versions, but then you had the male versions, which was the caster clones. And I'm like, uh, okay, really? Now yeah. you got to find out where they came from. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just a bit too much, man. And I like the original premise of, uh, you know, trying to find out what happened to, to Beth, f- trying to find out where these clones came from. But it seems like once we finally got that information, they kind of didn't didn't know where to go with the story. No, because because look at it. If you go back to the very beginning, Helena was a bad. You know, she was one of the bad guys yes 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 you know she her her premise or her purpose of being she was killing other clones yeah yeah and then now she has become one of the accepted lovable characters even though she's still kind of off in the head as yeah uh, lovable lovable but crazy Yeah. (laughs) yeah very crazy very crazy so um so so let's go back to the very beginning and so we see sarah and again Oh, well, let me ask you, how would you describe Sarah? Oh, man, uh, I would go with that grunge description you just gave. Okay. Uh, grunge, very, although she has this, um, her and Fee have have a, a, a foster foster mother, I right. guess. Yes. It seems like they, seems like she still had a hard upbringing or maybe that was by her own choosing seems like she's a rough a rough go at it a rough a rough girl so to speak very tough very tough which i did like about her you know um really like that she's so headstrong it is one of the good things about her and yeah um she has this kid and we kind of find out the kid is the key to everything uh, eventually. But uh, what were your impressions on Sarah? Yeah, you know, at the very beginning, because you take Mrs. S, uh, she, um, I can't pronounce her name. Shiaban, I believe, is how they pronounce it. But uh, you, you take her at the very beginning. She had said that you can't even see Kira, the child. You know, she had taken the child away from her. So I didn't know at the beginning, was she a mother figure? Was she some type of government uh, person who had, you know, like a uh, caseworker or something that had taken the child? Uh, Because she was painted in a very negative light, in my opinion, by Sarah, you know, as, you know, she's taken Kira. She won't let me see Kira. And we find out it's because of some of the things that Sarah had gotten involved in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of that is the stuff she's got, got involved in, or I guess at this, that point we didn't know much about the, uh, the backstory of the organization. Uh, Mrs. S was involved with and stuff like that. So I don't know how much was, it was purely because you're a wild child versus, you know, yeah, we true. have this other stuff going on. True. And, and it, it could be a little bit of both, you know, because, she was involved in selling drugs because their boyfriend at the time was a drug yeah. dealer. And, um, you know, so you, you've got, you know, her doing that. And then at the same time, she finds the things that Beth was working on, which puts her into contact with. And, and just because this is the picture I'm looking at at the moment, Cosima. So, 
she meets Kasima. So how would you initially describe Kasima? Uh, you know what? Kasima seems uh, – I like her because she's nerdy, techie. Uh, type of person so so that is is the number one thing that i love about her um kind of has this um not in tone but in look she has reggae vibe uh bob marley type vibe from look now not right, from, uh, right. Her, her, how she acts um you know what I, I i like her as a character i really like her as a character she is uh, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I got first introduced to her. Was she the one that was kind of uh, standoffish at first? She didn't really want nothing to do with oh, Sarah? No. Mm, oh, I'm thinking about the other no, one. No, you're okay. talking about Allison. No, yeah. I loved Allison. Okay. Oh <laughs> yeah, then she may well have been. I, I, I really don't remember. I'd love to go back. I've seen the yeah. a couple of weeks ago I watched the first episode again, and uh, that's why I'm remembering, you know, how – Mrs. S was played at the very, you know, portrayed at the very yeah. beginning. But um, well, well, I think I'm getting confused. I think Allison is was. I'm sorry, Kasima was more. Uh, she was nerdy, but she's more book medical nerdy. And there's another character I can't remember her name that was kind of a technical nerd that was like popping on screen with the. Oh, the you're talking about week. MK. MK. See, I don't even remember the names. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. MK. She's the one that had the uh, the sheep mask on. Yes, yes, okay, I'm getting them confused. confused. Hey, you know, they look alike. So you I'm can, mixing up my clones. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so um, here, here was my thing with, um, with Kasima. With her character, the, you're right, the look. Uh, you know, I, I, I often wondered how long did it take uh, to fix oh. her up to look like that because with Allison, you know, you just comb your hair differently. With, yeah. uh, you know... I know there's a wig with the other two and even, you know, some of the other characters. But with Kasima, that looks like that's her real hair that they braided. And, you know, uh, so I know that that has to take a little while to make her up as Kasima, which is interesting considering that she's one of the main clones. Because if I were to say how many are the main, I would say you've got three of the good main, which are, you know, Kasima. Allison and Sarah. I think they were the, I would say, the core in, yeah, in and, some degree. Yeah, and I'm betting they're all wigs, I would assume. I don't know that to be true. But I think the difference is with uh, the other clones versus um, uh, versus Sarah and Beth. Like, Sarah and Beth, for all intents and purposes, pretty much look the same. There's no really big physical changes. True, true. Uh, although Sarah is a bit more... I guess laid back and rough than than uh, Beth was, but you know just just the work to go from each of these characters, and I got to think the makeup people have a heck of a job trying to keep all this in line because they 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 do an excellent job of of getting her ready for these characters and and that along with the acting make it very believable. So what about Allison? What was your initial take on Allison? Oh, Allison is my favorite. She's All right, so why? Clone. Tell me why. I don't know. She's, you know, Allison is kind of the comedy relief in a, in a huge way. Um, she's very much the soccer mom prototype. But, okay. But I think I like her because she's, 
she's almost clueless to what's going on, which I'm not trying to say she's dumb blonde or whatever. I'm not saying no, that. They've got, they've got one now that is a dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But Allison is semi-clueless, although she's very smart and into everything. It's just like she doesn't know what's going on right under her nose. And she's very set in, in what she's doing. But I like the perkiness and the, I don't know, just she's a quiet rebel. I'll put it like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to put it because she's definitely not a wallflower. You know, you would no. look at uh, being the soccer mom and, and you would think that she is the, oh, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, she knows, she's very – she's in some ways more – portrayed as definitely much so much more so than uh Kasima as being more uh this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do because I would hate to tell Allison you can't do something yeah and I love that she's kind of trying to go about her normal life even though she has all this other crap going on underneath <laughs> but she just goes along and tries to go through her normal life like nothing has happened. So I, I think that's one of the things I liked about her. Again, in addition to being kind of the comedy relief of the show, uh, how did you like Allison? Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with you. And one of the interesting things that I noticed was, you know, they had the two kids that they adopted. And yes. after about the first season, they disappeared to her mom's. You never, you heard about them for the most yeah. part, but you never see them anymore. Yeah, because her and her husband, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. They were uh, off doing uh, nefarious things. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, from, from, um, from, from from taking people out to selling drugs and running for mayor, and yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, and, and some of the things that you know, I'm thinking about something that happened this season. You're right. Some of the things that they do just by accident become um, comedy relief by the simple fact of she's trying to do a b and c and keep that keeping up appearances by all the time you know trying to not be involved but yet be involved and all this stuff yeah yeah helena donnie is her husband's name donnie yes 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 yes. so helena initial impressions oh helena 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 uh i think we said it uh, athlete the first time she's a crazy <laughs> crazy woman uh crazy person i shouldn't say woman she's a crazy woman uh, person and man um i never thought that she would be able to get along with the rest of the clones because uh, she is by far and away the most out there out of the ones i've seen at least that i can remember and man and and kind of what has happened to her has been pretty interesting from going from this crazy uh, assassin to uh, eventually with uh, landing with this cult. Or I guess they weren't a cult. They were part of the people who created the original clone somehow. I can't remember. It's confusing. And they she got impregnated. And she's like, I, I haven't seen the recent season, so I guess she had the baby. But she was pregnant and with, with child for most of this last season that I saw. So... To see her go through all that and still be this um, psycho, crazy chick, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's It's been interesting. I can't say it's been my favorite part of the show, but it's very much been interesting. What about yourself? My biggest thing or my biggest confusion or my biggest wonder about Helena is you're introducing her as a psycho 
uh, clone who's out to kill everybody, and all of a sudden you transform her into a <laughs> sympathetic psycho who doesn't want to kill everybody anymore, but will still kill if she needs to. Now she's part of the family. And now she's part of the family. Um, and oh. another th- another thing uh, is is she's what is wrong with her eyes? Because if you notice, she I always <laughs> has like really red yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah. They do some work with her skin to make her a little bit different, look a little different as well. Uh, but to me, some of the funniest moments with Helena is um, when I know one part she tried to impersonate Allison, and just her interacting with Dunny has been some hilarious yes. points in the show because he's all freaked out trying to keep her in line, and it's, it's it's just great stuff. So let me ask you this: At one point, did you f- get the feeling, and I and I'm not well. Did you get the feeling, I won't say what I was going to say, but would you get the feeling that they were trying to hint that Donnie may have been more fascinated with Helena than with Allison? Kind of. I do get that a little bit. It seems like he – well, it's like – okay, let me put it like this. He was kind of thrust in some of those situations where they had to act like a couple – and it seemed like he liked it a little bit sometimes. So, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Because you you have one who's very uptight and reserved, and then the other one that is totally the other, uh, <laughs> you know, other other spectrum uh, of, of, you know, Allison. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, and, and for all intents and purposes, it, uh, other than the crazy hair and the eyes you just mentioned, she looks just like his wife. So... <laughs> If, if if in any case I give him the pass, I give him the pass on this one. When you have five people out there that look exactly like your wife, right? You know, you might be a little hot for him. I don't know. <laughs> so let me ask you this: uh, What did you think of the revelation that Sarah and Helena, because this was part of that transition, were actually twins? Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, do, and, and you may have forgotten that uh, that Helena and Allison. Not excuse me, not Allison. I think I said it wrong. Uh, Helena and uh, Sarah are twins. Now I don't know if I even realized that. Yep, that that was part of the transition into making her a likable character. Was they revealed that uh, she was actually a twin of Sarah, and that yeah. so that makes them that is part of what makes them unique. And that was when, they have yeah they had their babies yeah they both yeah, had kids and, and they can both have kids. Yeah, that's that's a good way to kind of bring it in the story to let, allow Helena to have a kid since none of the other clones can have one. But still, I mean, other than that, I was like, huh, well, they're already clones. <laughs> True. But that that makes sense, though. And last but not least, and again, there are other clones other than this because we've already mentioned MK and, you know, there's, there's you know, several several more. However, of of the main, there is also Rachel. What was your initial take on Rachel? Oh man, you know, as as much as I don't want to like Rachel, I do. I I feel sorry for her, man, because by the end of uh, up until the beginning of this season, she has gone through it, man. She has, although devious, and I'll say it like Spider Man said in, in Homecoming: "You're a bad guy. You deserve that. You deserve that." <laughs> but but she she was just a bad person, and. She got her comeuppance, I guess, but it was still kind of 
suck to see her go through what losing an eye and being in a wheelchair barely able to function for so long uh yeah that kind of sucked but you know she she bounced back and i'm pretty sure she she's committing uh nefarious acts in the current season not saying but i will say <laughs> that uh i don't necessarily okay so and this is not revealing anything in you know no shape form or fashion this is not revealing anything that happened or does happen or whatever in uh this current uh season but yes is she bad yes she is a bad character that does bad things just as helena is a you know psycho character who does now good things but with with allison a i did not realize at first that she was a clone uh maybe because of the short hair different color hair oh wow, really no i did not realize huh. that whenever the first couple of times i saw her i think it was like somewhere toward the end of that season that i'm like oh wait that's and i may have even read uh something before i realized that that was actually a clone and went back and said how did i miss that but uh but 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 where i was going with this was with um allison i mean excuse me uh with rachel she's just a product of what she where she was raised yeah definitely you know she knows no better i mean you know you could teach her better but she knows no better yeah and definitely after seeing um I guess who's the woman that's over her? I can't remember her name. Was she wasn't the original clone? She's like the woman over the institute and all that stuff. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, it's been so many characters; it's hard to keep up. But but she's like very very mean to Allison the whole time. Not Allison. What's her name again? Um, Rachel. And it's hard to you know it's hard to keep everybody uh, you know in line as to who is who and. Well, well, well see, you're talking very, about Susan Duncan. Yeah, Susan Duncan. She's very mean to Rachel. I mean, very, very mean. And I know at some points when they have another clone that's like an eight-year-old uh, clone. I can't remember the clone's name. But she knows the girl is going to die, and she has no remorse about it. She's just like, okay, she's going to die anyway. We'll let her blah, blah, blah. We're not going to try to save her and all this stuff. It's just like when you come from something like that, it's just like going to be impossible for you to – be a good person i think you yeah. can do it but it's very gonna be very hard yeah you know uh, but now if i had to choose between uh you know susan duncan and virginia cody remember her no i don't <laughs> okay she's the woman who was in charge of the leader clones i mean of the caster the guy the male clones okay yeah she, I didn't she like was always either. smoking a cigarette Yes, yes. Okay, yep. If I had to choose between Susan Duncan and her, I would t- uh, easily take uh, Susan Duncan at any moment. Because huh, uh, really? I couldn't stand uh, the, the the actress that played Virginia Cody. Just She played it very well because I, you know, she, I just did not like that character or do not dude, like that character. Dude, you're good with these names. <laughs> well, I am actually on uh, Wikipedia uh, looking at names as a, as as we record. I'm not that good. And, and somehow uh, you mentioned you're not really liking the the male clones. Uh, you know, I I feel like they kind of just threw that in there for a cliffhanger at the end of season two. I think. I think so. Because yeah. it was like the big cliffhanger where they panned to show some male clones. But I just thought that was, uh, you know, we could have did without that. Yeah, no. I mean it's it makes a little 
it makes a little bit more sense this season than it did back then. But I agree with you. I think, you know, if you if you were going to do that, I think this show could have maybe and, you know, not that I, I wish that there was less of the show, but it's basically what I'm saying. I think you could have easily taken out some of the episodes that just went on and on a little bit and and made this a four season show instead of yeah. five and i think it would have tightened the story a little bit because i think some of that where we got bored would yeah, have filler yeah you know, little filler episodes yeah. S- similar to what we were talking about with uh if you compare iron fist with 13 episodes and the defenders only having eight that's something yeah. we mentioned no, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. It it does it does turn on for a little bit, uh, in there when it's just not that interesting anymore. I mean, but I you know, I watched for the performances, man. Even when I didn't really love the story, I continued to watch uh for the performances. So let me ask you if I were and you know, again, you have not seen any of season five. What are your predictions? Based on what you know, this is going to be the ending. So what do you oh, think? Okay, uh, they're obviously going to have to find a way to heal all the clones. That's going to be a given, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, that and maybe even find a way where they all can get pregnant or have kids or I don't know. But I think it may come to a point where all of the clones from everywhere get together or something. I think I see that in the future. Uh but other than that, I really don't have any any hardcore ex- expectations, man. It's just uh, I just hope they give this story a fitting fitting ending, you know, because because it really feels like it's been all over the place at some points. But I'm I'm optimistic from hearing you say that they do actually kind of uh, ring things in for this uh, last season. What about you? Any predictions? Okay, so I'm going that to are related to what you saw. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that are not really. So so let me comment on what I think. Um, what I think happened with season five as opposed to maybe season three and season four. And I'm going to go back to a show that uh, Lee and I both have talked about on this show before, which is Babylon 5. And when Babylon 5 was created, it was created from the very beginning, no matter how popular it may have been, to be a five-season arc. And after five, it would end. And so you knew this was Act 1 through 5. Well, I think with knowing that this Season 5 would be 10 episodes, but in that 10 episodes, you will wrap up the story, and you will conclude with an ending on the end of Episode 10. I think that solidified whatever it was the writers and producers wanted to do and made this season much, much, much more cohesive and much more flowing and much more understandable in a way because it wasn't, oh, well, you know, we're going to go off in this way. They started taking all of these threads that they had thrown out and started weaving them back into a tapestry that's kind of making it much more enjoyable because there has not been an episode of the seven, I think, that have been, or eight, that have been so far this season that I haven't enjoyed. 
Oh well, that's that's really encouraging, and I you know I need to go ahead and start watching. You know? so, so, so let me let me throw this thing at you. So you said, what will we see um, in this season? You know, I like uh, you know giving cryptic hints. I will say that some things are in the eye of the beholder, and okay. uh, this is not a P.T. Barnum uh, circus. Okay. Okay. You'll get that later. And uh, I will say that uh, one of the clones will go through an interesting transformation. And yes, this is the the end of the story sooner rather than later. Huh. I have no idea what you're talking but, about. But, so, 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 so we can go back and listen to some of these uh, cryptic things and on the next part of this and, uh, you know, kind of follow up with that. So, um, well, let me uh, ask you, what do you think about some of the supporting characters? We have Detective Arthur. We have Fee or Felix. Uh, we have, uh, I guess, Sarah's boyfriend guy. What do you think about some of the supporting characters? Are they... Do you think they've been a good addition to the show? What do you think about Felix? Do you think he? What do you think about his character? Do you like him? Dislike? Uh, do you like the raciness of it, of the character? I, I actually do. I actually they're the only character that I did not like. Which I'm wondering if a lot of people didn't like it. It just seemed there was to not work. There was no redemptive qualities about the character. N- nothing more than he was just a drug dealing street thug or whatever that was how he was portrayed and he never progressed further than that was the um you know the boyfriend at the very beginning vic uh you know yeah. that was he was basically you know main character in season one recurring in season two and then he was gone so um yeah it just seems like he wasn't a part of the greater story you know he's just kind of there for the beginning yeah, which it, it kind of makes sense if she's leaving that behind and moving towards right. something else so I just didn't really see him as, you know, he didn't contribute anything other than the purpose of being one of the bad guys, small time, small time bad guy, but a bad guy nonetheless from the very beginning. Um, but but in regards to Donnie, I think he started off with someone you didn't trust, became yeah. somebody that you did trust uh, as you find out more about him. Um, yeah. I think that art uh, tied in interestingly. Uh, he he to me had a uh, a very nice tie to put the clones together in the sense of he's someone who knew Beth. Yes, yes, that's correct. You know, so he's friends more so now with Sarah because of Sarah impersonating Beth. But he knew Beth before the story even began. So he it's not just a cop that arrested her. It was somebody that knew Beth. And I think that made his arc interesting. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to mention, well, if you're going to go ahead and talk about the characters, I was going to jump off the subject. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead real quick. Okay. Uh, but to finish, to, to finish going through them, Mrs. S really, really, really liked her. You know, I think you found out more as the story went along that she was not just a foster mother or someone who had adopted these two orphans. She was actually 
tied into this whole cloning thing a lot more than we even realized, especially yeah. after we find out that her mother is the template for the clones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then you ask about Felix. And, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think he was interesting. You know, I think he was a good offset to Sarah's kind of somberness. He, he was so opposite of that. And the way that he interacted with all the different, uh, you know, versions of the clones or the sisters, you know, I found that interesting, too. Yeah, and it's funny about these different characters. Uh, I think one of the main things was you never know if they were truly a friend or truly part of the family because there's this thing or the concept of shadowers. I forgot what they call it in the show, but these there, people were kind of, they were their handlers. No, was that what they called them? Handlers. Shadow, I can't remember exactly what they called it. It may be handlers, it Maybe. May be handlers. but these people who are always looking over their shoulders, keeping tabs on them, reporting back to the higher ups, what's going on with these clones. And I thought that brought an interesting dynamic to the show by not really knowing who to trust. It was trust. monitor. That was their, monitor. That there was that was the word that they <laughs> used. Their, their monitor. But, but yeah, that was. And even you had uh, you know Paul, who was uh, you know someone who was um, she, he was actually Beth's uh, monitor. That actually yeah. uh, they uh, had the semi relationship with Sarah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then Allison having uh, apprehensions about maybe Dunning was a monitor and then Correct. things like that. So it's just that extra dynamic to the show made it really fun those first couple of seasons. <laughs> and as they got or as they gained realization of who was monitors and who was not, you know, they had to move on to something else. And that was part of one part of the show that I really loved that kind of went away. But but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Still, just I'm waiting to see what they do with this current season because yeah, I I feel like you, you're saying that it's, it's going to be great, and I hope I'm not disappointed. <laughs> so, what, so one person we've not mentioned. What about Delphine? How did you like her? Delphine. Uh, uh, um, because you know she gets killed, right? Does she get killed and come back or something? Okay. Yeah. Because seems like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, like I, I don't know if I actually saw any of the fifth season. Or I just heard or read somewhere that she came back, but and maybe that's in the fourth season. I can't no, remember. I think she she comes back at the end of the fourth season. Okay, okay, okay. But, but, I, you, but you are right. We do. We are led to believe that she did get killed. So, so Delphine, I don't know if I fully bought Kasima's love for Delphine. Uh, but I do get where she's coming from because she's this quirky individual. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, said, there's a nerd that can't find a girlfriend or whatever or can't find a love of their life. And she finds Delphine and they kick it off. And, you know, so from that aspect, I do. I guess I can see why she had the hots for her so much or why she, why she missed her so much. But um Again, but that being said, she was part of the enemy. You know, she was she was part of the people they were fighting against, and so we put Kasim at this in this particular uh, in this predicament of you know uh, she's helping us a little bit, but is she fully on board? When is she going to flip on us? You know that type of thing. So I Season thought that was five. interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, what about uh, what about Kira? 
Kira. The daughter. Huh. Yeah, I'm trying to uh well, very I thought the kid actor did okay, but uh very uninteresting. Which is not really her role in the show. I thought for to be a kid actor she did a did a pretty good job when she's been act for what she's been asked to do. But uh, nothing just jumped out at me about her, you know. What about you? Season five. So um, <laughs> is she like older? Because she look looks like she has not grown from the first season until now. Maybe she was already grow a bigger, uh, older kid, and they just got her to play a young kid. I don't know. But maybe so. Like, but but she's like four seasons. She's the same size. I, I, but I will say this: she does take a different uh, role that I've seen, and I'm curious to see what happens next. But. Uh, she should be asking, "Where's my mommy?" Because she's never around. Sarah's yeah. always in the streets. <laughs> well, well, she she is uh, she is visiting. Uh, she's visiting an aunt in season five. I will say, uh, visiting or kidnapped by an aunt. <laughs> uh, visiting, very much so. Uh, visiting, uh, I, but but I won't say any more than that. Um, how do you think, ultimately, in your opinion, how do you think this? story will end i know you've said that you know you see the, all the clones getting you know together etc and so forth but what do you f- predict will be the final scene you know what one thing that i although the show has been very much into showing things that are racy you know um going to the edge on some some uh, points I think as far as characters dying they have not really other than you know Beth in the first season they've not really shown a lot of the core cast uh, meeting their demise so I have a feeling somebody's going to die I don't know who I, I, I don't I hope it's not Sarah but I think somebody might might bite the dust uh, besides uh, Kasima being sick but I think she's going to get healed so I don't know. I don't know. I think somebody's going to die. And I think maybe the last part will be like a funeral or something. I don't know. <laughs> I really have no clue, man. This show has been in so many different directions. And having seen none of season five, I really have no idea. What about you? Okay, so the simple fact that you just said, having, in your exact words, were having not seen any thing from season five you know i don't really know what to say are are basically that uh wow you're very good because uh yeah i just watched the latest uh episode and that uh-uh. uh would uh pretty much sum up what's going to a or what did happen in this episode and what is going to happen in the next episode which is uh-huh. which is second from the last Wow! Really? Well, I'm yeah. Excited. So, so, so this 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 episode was any time. Okay, so any time that you see, if it's a very happy episode, you know, like everybody's just like, "Ooh, look at us! We're so happy!" Yeah, you pretty much know that that means something bad's about to happen. Ah, uh, and this was that- a very happy episode per Uh-oh. se, and it and it was like, okay. Yes, something bad's about to happen. And next on, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then it did, and then you know, pretty much goes off, which was better, better which was not sad. be Allison, man. That's all I'm saying. Better so, not be Allison. Um, <laughs> so, so that's that's for me. How would I say? You know, is it going to end? I think probably you will either have a 
group shot of all the good clones left and or even you know the all the clones together you know in a room together and then you know just basically uh i, I think they will sh- show sarah and you know then it'll that'll be it you know you i don't know think what? it'll have a cliffhanger ending or anything like that well also having just seen the uh the ending of another series i think we might we might uh see a flash forward to the future sometime maybe hmm, you could possibly and i never even thought about that but yeah that's 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 possible yeah so that that might be interesting as well so yeah i don't know all right so let me ask you this as as we kind of wrap up let me ask you this uh if you had to tell someone who's never seen orphan black before if you had to say you know, here's my thoughts or my recommendation. What would you say? You know, um, I get into this thing where um, there are a lot of animes, and I may may have even mentioned this before on the podcast, but there are a lot of Japanese anime that start off with the most excellent premise. I mean, the hook to get you in is always something really good. And by the end of that first episode, you're like, what? I got to watch the next episode. I got to watch the series. You know what? This series manages to do that in the first episode, but continue to keep you hooked on throughout the first season. I mean, just completely on board. Second season as well. Great, great, great season. Again, we mentioned like on the third or fourth, it kind of lost its way a little bit. But, you know, like you've you've uh, told me, season five, they get back on track. So what I would tell somebody is. A, if you love excellent acting, if you love character play, you know, uh, from the instance of um, trying to think of another show where people play multiple characters. Uh, But anyway, Tatiana Maslany, I may just say that name and say, go look her up, go watch the first season, because what she manages to do is just just astounding. And. I'm so glad she won the Emmy uh, because she really, really deserves it because her work in this show is 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 just at, off the charts. And, you know, the only thing that I would add to what you just said is the biggest thing that I'm thinking of while you're sitting here talking and I'm sitting here looking at pictures of the, of, of the characters is I never once while watching sit there and go – out, you know, go out of the story itself and say, oh, well, she's not acting very good at this point. You know, you can tell that that's the same person that plays Sarah. Every single character has their own distinctness about them. And to the point to where you're watching, when you see Helena, you see Helena. You don't see, oh, well, that's her with a wig on or, or vice versa. You see the character for which they are. And man, there there are some points where she has to play a character playing another character. Oh and, yes, and you feel her playing a character. Play, you you feel the two characters in the portrayal that she gives. So I mean, just just so much good acting from her, and and you know, just the supporting cast I think is really good in this show as well. And and you know, definitely I, I would tell anybody just if you're not if you're not by the first episode, you probably won't like it. But just watch the first episode. 
Okay, so here, here's, here's an example of what, and this is not giving anything away. There is a scene in the episode that just aired where Allison is pretending to be Sarah for just a moment. And, <laughs> and you can see where she's taking on this British accent, but you're seeing Allison's mannerisms and voice make that quote unquote British accent look awkward. Yeah. And, and then she goes back after she finishes and back into the Allison voice. And then they transition to Sarah walking in, in that British voice that is totally not forced and not awkward and so forth. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man, good stuff. All right, so uh, anything else other than you need to get caught up before the finale? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, uh, man, so much good stuff on television, man. Uh, like I told you before we jumped on, I've, I finished up the last season of The Leftovers this weekend. I've been watching this show named Shameless that's on Netflix. It's a weird show, but I, I kind of like it. I don't know why. Uh, got caught up on some Voltron. It's just so much good stuff to watch, man, and I don't know how I'm going to find the time to watch it all. <laughs> See, and I'm, I'm I'm the exact opposite spectrum. I was saying this weekend that I can't find anything to watch. That that, that what? I, yeah, that I have nothing that I want to watch. That I that that, that that there's nothing like until Defenders comes out that I really want to watch. I think you've already watched all the good stuff, and I'm catching up. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. So let me ask you this. Uh, how could, if someone wanted to find somewhere else that they could listen to you on, where would that be? So kind of share that out. So, yeah, I have another podcast. It's called Tech Pedition. Uh, that's T-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N. And in our last episode, we talked about episode one and two of Game of Thrones. So if you're into that show, uh, definitely check our review. Yeah, there you go. If you're into that show, definitely check out our review where me and my brother, Carrie, kind of kind of dive into the episodes a little bit. And every couple, few weeks, we're going to be doing a Game of Thrones recap where we'll, we'll talk about the last two episodes. And, yeah, it should be fun. And, um, yeah, just check us out there. That's at techpedition.com. Yeah, what and, about you, Cal? Yeah, and here I'm saying there's nothing to watch, but obviously there's Game of Thrones. <laughs> but you can't like sit there and uh, unless you're going back and watch the old episodes, uh, kind of catch up on that. But uh, one, See, man, you you caught up on everything, man. I, I still got to catch up on Westworld too. You just you're 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 on top of your TV shows. I aim to be like you one day, sir. All right, well there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, where can um, people find me? Well, they can also find me on Doctor Who Podshock, uh, which we have our latest episode out this past week, and it is episode 341, Thin Ice Reviewed. It's a Doctor Who review, and we've kind of uh, scheduling conflicts have had us on a little bit of a semi-hiatus, but we are hoping to get back uh, to uh, more frequent Doctor Who pod shocks, but this particular episode had myself, Lewis Trapani, and Dave Cooper on it. But it normally has the um, you know Lewis and Dave as well as Ian Bissett and our very own uh, Lee Shackelford. And wouldn't be uh, right to not also mention the Relativity Podcast, which is 
where you can find Lee as well as Elena Jordan doing season two of the Relativity podcast. And they can, of course, find, or if you're listening, you can, of course, find that at relativitypodcast.com. Yeah, guys, and I'll say just just because, you know, the season is over, don't think you can't go back and listen to the Podshock episodes because I was listening. I think I made it halfway through the Thin Ice episode. I haven't finished it yet. But just to hear some of these thoughts in uh, retrospect about, you know, they mentioned things about what if the doctor was a, a woman and, you know, things like that. It's, it's a very, very valuable listen. And even now listening to it, I got a lot of good things out of it. So definitely Check that out. And also, you know, check out the Relativity, Rel- Relativity podcast. Go to patreon.com slash relativity to, you know, check out Lee's Patreon and contribute as well if, if you feel fit to. So, yeah. And, good stuff. And one other thing that I would like to say is for anyone who is listening, thank you for spending your time with us. You've just spent an hour of your time, and we do appreciate that. If you are subscribed via Apple Podcast or via iTunes, leave us uh, some feedback on there. Give us a review. What does that do? It helps others discover the show by making us more discoverable because the more uh, reviews we have, the more likes we have, that helps the algorithm that Apple has to say, okay, this is a noteworthy or, you know, people are listening to it. So, you know, spend a few minutes, uh, leave us a you know, a couple of stars or five stars if you would like. We hope you give us five. But, you know, just uh, let us know what you think. And you could also send us feedback. Uh, you can look in the show notes on how to do that. But we would definitely like to hear from you. And also uh, any feedback that we receive will be featured in an upcoming episode. So, Clarence, do you have anything else? Nothing else, man. All right. Well, again, for everyone listening, thank you for listening. And with that, we will see you next time. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices. Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. 
Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.